Welcome to the Region Free Gamers Podcast. Today, Rocket Slimes, Yakuza, Aliens, and Mahjong? Nani? Arnie here, and welcome back to the Region Free Gamers podcast, the podcast that is fluent in gaming. Uh, I know we've said this before, but if you enjoy the show and what we do here, please make sure that you rate and review our podcast on iTunes or whichever platform you listen to us on. It helps us out so much, um, and it helps new people discover the podcast. Also, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, So without further ado, let me introduce my lovely co-host for this episode. Uh, Calling in from the northern regions of Finland, we have Masa. Hey, yo. Uh, from the wilds of the Canadian Yukon Territory, we have Paul. Yep, my name's Paul. I like video games. <laughs> and our very special guest host, uh, listener and friend of the show, uh, the gaming thunder from the land down under, Luke. Hi, my name's Luke, and I also like video games. <laughs> it's in my name. You stole it from me, Paul. I know. I do. You know what? I just wanted to do the simplest thing possible when introducing myself. I didn't. I, I swear, dude, I didn't mean to steal it. I'll have to come up with something else. My name's Paul. I like moose. <laughs> um, so, Luke, uh, just for our listeners who may not be familiar with your work, can you give us just three quick facts off the top of your head about yourself? Oh God! Uh, well, I'm, I'm from Australia. Does Australia count as a fact? I'm a, I'm an Australian. Yeah. I'm from Australia. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll let that one slide. I mean, I think we would have been able to guess it from your voice, but cool. All right. My other two facts are: my name's Luke, and and I like games. That's all right. that's three, right? <laughs> Perfect. I have another fact. All right. Go. He's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyhow. Lord. Um, so today we're going to be doing something a little different. Um, we're going to be having a discussion about what we've all been playing recently. Uh, we used to do these at the top of our older episodes, but in order to expand the breadth of some of our uh, more recent topics, we're going to be spinning it off into its own uh, segment. We're also going to be answering some listener questions. Uh, since this is you know something a little bit newer, uh, please let us know what you think um, as we're planning to do more episodes like these in the future. So we would uh, love any feedback uh, you have. And obviously, just to assuage some fears, uh, these episodes will not affect our regular production cycle or our regular episodes. So no need to worry about that. Um, with all that disclaimer out of the way, uh, Masa, why don't you start off by telling us what you've been playing recently? <laughs> okay, so it's actually funny. Like recently, we had a discussion, um, like between the you know the main hosts um, about you know like this segment and you know in general like. And, you know, we came to the com- conclusion that maybe we have been talking um, about Yakuza a little bit too much so far. No, no, <laughs> no. Like, I mean, I was like, God damn it, man. Like, you can never talk too much about Yakuza. Like, I mean, it's Yakuza. Come on. But yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm like, Ozzy, I know you are not here. I know you are in, you know, France, you know, buying video games and stuff. But like, I'm sorry, dude. But like, this will be an- another like Yakuza fest. I'm sorry. It probably will be. But. Yeah, but okay, so a couple of other things. I actually played the demo for Mega Man 11 yesterday. Uh, and okay, I, I don't really have that much to say because, it, like, I mean, I have talked about it uh, before on this show. And the demo is almost the same 
Except that, like, yesterday I was playing it, I was like, yeah, man, like, this, like, it's a really good game. Like, I mean, that, I mean, it really feels like a legit old school Mega Man game, mm. uh, except with, like, a bit more, like, improved graphics and gameplay mechanics. But also, I was sadly reminded of, like, um, why I didn't, you know, participate in that Mega Man episode we just did recently. <laughs> because, oh my god, I, I, like, I still can't believe like I, I still can't beat that um demo stage. Okay, so on the demo stage, did you get stuck at the part where the wall starts closing in on you? Yes, no, 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 so you no, have no, to blow up no. the blocks. No, that, yeah. that was easy. Like I mean, I actually that like, was when easy. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that, that's okay. nothing. Like that's nothing because like I mean, I remember like when I was like queued up for the demo at like Japan Expo in Paris a couple of months ago. Like I saw. Like, someone, you know, like, that person was even worse than me, like, when it comes to Mega Man. Like, he didn't even, you know, know how to, you know, charge your buster and stuff. And didn't know, you know, how to do the slide thing. And I, I was watching him and laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even with, like, even with, like, wow. my Mega Man skills. I mean, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but still, I, I mean, I saw, like, what he was, you know, doing. And I kind of, like, saw the level. Like, he... Somehow got lucky and made like quite far into the level. Uh, so, so yeah, like, I mean, that part isn't bad, but there's these like two, um, like mid bosses and I just can't figure out the patterns. So that's like, like I made it, um, through the first one. Uh, but then, you know, there's a second one near the end of the stage and, yeah, I mean, I, I was just like really low on health at that point and I just, you know, you know how, like, what happens to Mega Man? Like, he just explodes. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, what happened yeah. to me. Um, but yeah, I'm actually like, when I played the game for the first time, I was like, yeah, this is really promising. But now that I, you know, played the, uh, demo again, and what's cool is that they actually, like, added, um, I'm not sure what the power, like, the power ups are called here, but like, uh, you have, like, some kind of, like, electric attack and, um, so, like, the demo basically starts, um, after you have, like, beaten a couple of robot masters, yeah. masters, so you have, like, their skills. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, I kind of feel like yesterday when I played the game, it, like, really, like, clicked, and I was like, yeah, like, I actually, like, now I'm fairly sure that I'm gonna get the game, and even though, I mean, I suck at Mega Man, but still, I, I mean, I had a lot of fun, and, like, the difficulty is just, um, I don't like it's not bad. Um, I mean, it's definitely challenging, but it's not like unfair. Yeah. So, like, whenever I died, it was basically, you know, due to my lack of skill and not due to like, you know, the game being unfair. Have you uh... see? I, I almost, I almost agree with you there. Like, that part where the wall is closing in and you have to destroy the blocks and jump. There's this one part where I destroy some blocks and then I can't jump through. Like, I'm doing a horrible, horrible job of describing it right now. (laughs) But, like, whenever I try and jump through this little gap, Mega Man keeps hitting his cute little head on the ceiling. (laughs) And I'm like, just, just like, jump through, jump through, and ah, and then I'm dead. And it happened, like, three or four times in a row. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to buy this game anyway. I've already got it pre-ordered. But oh, yeah, by the way, like, one thing about <laughs> that part is that if you, you know, uh, like, at minimum, it's gonna be, like, kind of, like, two walls, 
But like if you, you know, clear it like fast enough, it's just going to be two. But if you, you know, if you're a bit slow, then there's going to be like another wall, at least in the first demo that I played. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. about you know the what? final version. And I didn't use the uh, and I didn't use the the gear that slows time either. I realized afterwards because that's a new game mechanic that I'm not used yeah. to. So I uh, I didn't use that, and that probably didn't help my case at all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I'm blaming the game, but really it's just obviously lack of skill. Let's be honest. <laughs> I will say um, I haven't played it yet, but I've seen I've seen playthroughs of the demo, so I've seen the robot master and and that fight and how that all works. The art style for this game, like the the design, is amazing. I I'm really like I love it. digging it so hard. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks like, great. Yeah, it's like a nice blend of like not purely old school Mega Man, but with some like cell shading thrown in, um, you know, all the character design is like spot on, like whoever they got to do the, the new robot masters and stuff, very like well done in comparison to like other Mega Mans. It definitely feels like it follows through that, that same line. Yeah. Even, even his jump animation, his jump sprite looks good, right? Oh my God. I mean, obviously it'll, it'll never look quite as ridiculous as the NES one just because, so but they they do a pretty good job approximating it. So I wanted I thank you for reminding me because the playthrough I was watching of it they mentioned that apparently there's this isn't like controversial but some people are are upset about it where you know how whenever you get to the robot master door some people like to jump up when you hit the door so like Mega Man just like stays floating in the air while he's Oh uh, my yeah. god. Uh, I knew this was coming because I actually like <laughs> like I read a topic about that. They don't online. they don't let you do that anymore. Like when you jump yeah, no, up like, Mega Man just yeah, drops I mean, just down and walks down. to the door. Yeah. <laughs> that's unconscionable. <laughs> you no, know? I mean, that's like uh, automatic, like, 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 let's say, like, you know, like, when it comes to rating a game, that's like automatically, automatically like one star off of the rating. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really is. And the funny thing is, Arnie, when you said, when you started off your sentence with the word people on the internet are upset. Yeah. I, I like, anytime I hear that, I instantly start laughing because people on the internet are upset about fucking everything. I know. <laughs> and but, and so I just I so I just make fun of them as a matter of course. But I thought this would be but, a legitimate grievance for you. No, you know what? It actually <laughs> this actually <laughs> is a legitimate grievance. Like I hope they I hope they patch it somehow. <laughs> no, that's gonna be paid DLC. <laughs> They're gonna oh make like God. a like a eight bit Mega Man skin that will also allow you to hover in the air as you jump through the robot master door. I would I would pay ninety nine cents for that. I really would. <laughs> yeah, Luke, have you seen this game? Like, have you played the demo or anything? Uh, I have not. Uh, I've a bit of a confession. I've never played a Mega Man game. Um, <gasps> I did read that what? article oh about my. the door thing though, and I was so did fascinated actually- because I didn't <laughs> understand. Can you the kick outro. Luke off the podcast like yeah. right now? Let me disconnect the call. <laughs> like, just disconnect him. It was As somebody it was who's like sole experience with Mega Man is like watching superiorly skilled people play through it on the internet. I feel uniquely qualified to judge Luke on never having played a Mega Man. Was, Masa, was that me that you saw at the convention recently, not being able to... It could have been me. And I, I mean, and, okay, so yeah, once again, like, I mean, I'm a person who, I, who has never beaten a Mega Man game. <laughs> right. So. Oh, oh, cool, same. I don't think I can judge anyone, really. We're in the same yeah. boat, so that's great. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. And that boat is sinking really fast. <laughs> 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 oh right. my goodness! Um, and I- hey, uh, before you know what, I have to I have to kind of interrupt the the flow of the show here. 
Um, cause I realized right after Luke introduced himself that he's a very humble fellow. Um, if you guys want to actually find out where this guy is, you can find him on Instagram. He's at <laughs> Luke likes games <laughs> and he put, I'm serious though. No, no, it's, he does, he does, he does more than just live in Australia. Yeah, he actually, that is true. That is a fair <laughs> he point. He posts like, yeah, he posts kick-ass videos on Instagram that make me laugh every time oh I see God. them. Yes. And, uh. And great pictures and so on. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah he's if, like uh, one of the funniest guys on Instagram, like easily. And he yeah. likes video games. Yeah, it, it, it's in his name. It's as in the he name. Said. It's in the name. I want you to change your Instagram handle like temporarily to just Luke from Australia or something. <laughs> A lot of people request that I change it to Luke loves games, and I'm like, oh, it sounds so wrong. Yeah. I don't like that's, it at all. That's too much yeah. of a commitment on your part. Yeah. Well, the problem is when you start talking about Galgun, right? <laughs> then, then it becomes a little bit of an issue. <laughs> about what? No, but then, then could like, like Luke could like change his um, name to like Luke likes ludes <laughs> oh. for that game. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what that would do to your to your uh, SEO and your Instagram profile. <laughs> I don't know. We could try and find out. Help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for it. Yeah. Um, and I know we'll definitely circle back to Yakuza, Masa, because <laughs> I've also uh, been enjoying some of that. Uh, but I do want to I do want to ask Luke what he's been playing since he is our, our esteemed guest this week. Oh, uh, cool. So I have been uh, a little bit absorbed in a tiny little game called Dragon Quest 11. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Uh, any of you guys playing this at the moment? Not currently. No, but um, no, I'm not. not at the moment. No, I am playing a game with myself where I am continuously envious and enraged of all people who are currently playing it. <laughs> uh, it's it's real good. I've been like I've been really excited about this one for so long. Um, yeah. So uh, back when my mum first bought me a PlayStation Two, um, mm. one of the one of the first games I ever got was Dragon Quest Eight. Um, it was given to me as a birthday gift and it was at a time when I didn't really know about like JRPGs as a genre, I guess. Like I enjoyed yeah. Pokemon, but that was about it. Um, yeah. and so I booted this game up and lost about a hundred hours of my life to it. Um, <laughs> Not that's not an over exaggeration. I spent yeah. a lot of time. I was a full blown oh, addict for months. Um, <laughs> and so, like, it made me fall in love with, like, I guess gaming as well as like the JRPG genre, which is now my favorite genre. Yeah. So, yeah. so Dragon Quest Eight is like a big deal for me. And um, we haven't had a Dragon Quest on home console, uh, like a main title game. Uh, on home console since then. I think it was like 2006 it came out here in Australia. Yeah. Um, so it's been like, uh, yeah, like uh, 12 years. And uh, so when it dropped the other week, I was very excited. Um, and yeah, so I'm, God I'm like- damn, it's been that long, It's eh? been Holy. very long, yeah. Yeah, Dragon Quest sort of had that weird switch to, to handheld gaming for some reason, starting with 9. 9 came out on the DS and then they just started doing- Remakes of the older ones. Yeah, that's correct. So seven then came out. Oh, well, so so nine came out in the DS. They also ported uh, four and five and six to the DS. Yep. Um, and then seven and eight hit the three DS. And yeah, so and so then there was nine on the DS. Ten came out 
not in English speaking countries. That was a Japan only one. And that was also an MMO. Uh, strangely yeah, enough. That's right. Oh, mm. yeah. So, but yeah, now we're up to 11. And uh, yeah, it's been fantastic. I'm like 20 ish hours in. I'm just sort of playing it in my spare time when I can. Um, nice. And yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful. Just like a true, like, return to form. Um, all the charm and loveliness of, uh, you know, what you'd expect from Dragon Quest as a series. Um, but they've sort of, I guess, modernized, like, turn based as a whole system is. I guess a lot of people think it's dated because it feels so slow these days compared to yeah. like stuff like Spider-Man and that's coming out. And it's all really exciting. Um, so to sort of combat that, they've um, turned on the ability to be able to run battles automatically. Um, so if you're out grinding oh, and stuff, okay. you can just um, assign all your characters to fight a particular style and um, mm-hmm. you can start initiate battles, hit fight, and then just leave it be for you know however long it takes to finish the fight so bits like that sort of make it a little bit more approachable also uh no random encounters everything like all the enemies you can see on the world map now instead of like just coming into them randomly so yeah they did that with the uh port of eight onto 3ds because originally that was random encounters but then on the 3ds uh port they made it so you could see the enemies on screen yeah so I know you've only been playing for 20-ish hours, which yes. is not a whole bunch of time in, in no. Dragon Quest terms. <laughs> no. um, does this one feel as grindy as the other ones? Because I, I don't know. Personally, whenever I've played Dragon Quest, I've enjoyed all the games I've played. But for the most part, it's usually a question of eventually you'll hit a boss that you can't beat right away. So you have to go grind up levels or jobs or whatever it is in that game that you need to do. And then you'll be able to beat him. Sure. So, uh, as again, I'm sort of early days still. Um, so far, I have not had to grind at all. Okay. Um, it's been pretty easy combat-wise. I haven't had any major struggles at all. Um, I'm sure that will sort of change as I get further on. But um, yeah. for now, it's been, yeah, pretty cruisy. And I've been sort of, I guess, uh, in some parts, I've been avoiding enemies as well now that I can do that in Dragon Quest yeah. um, just to speed yeah. things up. So, yeah, no, it's... um. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had any trouble so far, which is good. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I awesome. sort of I sort of play him for the story and the charm, not the difficulty. So for yeah. me, it's it's um, actually I read a I read a review just before it came out that sort of compared the Dragon Quest games to um, I guess like bedtime stories. Um, <laughs> some you know it's like a they're like a warm hug. They're like a they're like hanging out with your mates in this little fantasy world, and I sort of I really like that. I like that escapism aspect. I guess. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. Especially if, especially if that's the series that like introduced you to gaming and JRPGs. Oh, like absolutely. to have to have that on top of the just general aesthetic of it. Yeah, that that's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. it's it's I real mean, wonderful. By the way, um, how's the like? I know, like, I I have played the game uh for a little bit. Like, I, I mean, I don't own, but like, I got to play the demo or like an event demo a couple of months ago. Yeah. And I really enjoy it because, I mean, it does really feel like a, like a modern version of a, you know, like, a, like one of those like classic JRPGs. Yeah. Which is really nice because nowadays, especially like, uh, with Square Enix, like you have Final Fantasy and they are, you know, like they get really experimental with Final Fantasy, but then, um, it's nice getting something more traditional. But like one thing that kind of bothered me that, uh, like about the game was, and this also applies to other like, other, you know, JRPGs as like Persona, but like the silent protagonist, like, 
how does it feel like? Because uh, in many games, it kind of feels like when you have these like story segments, it kind of feels like the protagonist really isn't, you know, present at all. Sure. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, it is what it is. I, I, I don't think that can, like, if they're going to choose a silent protagonist, I don't think that that can really be improved on in the way that, like, you want it to be. Um. It is what it is. I don't mind it. Like, it's fine. So, yeah, I don't know. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's You know, the silent protagonist thing is weird because in theory, I dislike it. Yes. But in practice, whenever I play East or Persona, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it, I find the whole, I find the whole thing very confusing, you know? <laughs> like, I, like, to me, it, it actually, like, it annoys me, like, when you actually have, like, a set character, like, like in personal games, like you can, you know, change the appearance or anything. And also like in ease, like Adol, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got his name. Like you can't, you know, change the name or anything. Um, but then, uh, like in, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I understand that in some games where, where you can like customize the character to you kind of like be your own avatar. So it's a bit different. But then again, they did that in Mass Effect games, like, you can customize the character, uh, but you still have like dialogue options for the character, and mm-hmm. like the character is like fully voiced and and all that. So I guess it's just like a Japanese thing. It must be. I I don't see any Western developer doing this. I, I only ever see Japanese. Maybe it's because the whole I don't know, man. Maybe it's because there's such like a humble society. So you know, the protagonist is just this quiet, strong person who who doesn't say you know doesn't say too much doesn't get involved just kind of quietly does their work and gets hit on by all the girls in the game <laughs> isn't the idea to be able to like project yourself onto yeah. that character i guess yeah it's, yeah it's pretty much i think that's it uh, the idea is the silent protagonist is basically just a stand-in for you yeah um so by not injecting him with any specific personality you can just assume that he would do what you would do in that situation or say what you which would is, say. Uh, um, which is great in Persona, because, yes. like, the amount the amount that the main character gets hit on by, like, <laughs> every single girl in the game, really true to my life. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's the way you live every single day. Oh, man, I can't, I can't keep them off me. Tough um, gig. Tough gig. The, yeah, I mean, the, the thing I will say is, I... I think I, I, I see where Moss is coming from. Um, but my, my whole thing is, I think I kind of prefer the silent protagonist, if only because the voice protagonists that I've played, especially in, in some RPGs, have just been so annoying. And I'm just like. <laughs> oh, good point. Are you talking about Final Fantasy X or something? I'm talking about, I mean, Final Fantasy X, like, you know, I, I did enjoy 15, but, um, the main knocked was not necessarily my cup of tea like through most of it i was like you know so you run the risk of of creating a character that people just don't like if you you know choose to fully voice the main character obviously it gives you a lot more flexibility when creating a a actual story that they can actively participate in um but i don't know i think there's pros and cons to both but i think I think I've seen it more successfully done with a silent protagonist than with a a fully like developed one or fully voiced one at least. Well, yeah, I would say enough. it kind of depends. Like, um, like for example, in a game like let's say Xenoblade, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, 
Uh, it's really charring because in many story scenes, um, it kind of feels like you, like your own protagonist, like mm. you have a silent protagonist and but the character isn't even present in these like story scenes. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of like there's just a, I don't know, like a plant or a tree in the house <laughs> or like in the, you know, the room. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just the same. Like the character doesn't have any expressions. It's just like the, like your character is just like standing there. And it's like, yeah, like what's the deal? Like, like I'm supposed to be like the main character of this game, and then I don't even do anything. Yeah, with you this, sort of like, fade into the scenes. background a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh I don't know. It's 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 weird. I think it works a little bit better in in uh in games. I think it has to be something like Persona, or like Dragon Quest, where it's something so like out of the ordinary that the fact that your character isn't. Super, I guess it doesn't work as well. It works a lot better in Dragon Quest, where, like, this is just part of the normal world. So, for your character, like, this isn't crazy. Whereas in Persona, your character's always, like, super cool, even though there's just, like, Satan just, like, showed up and is, like, you know, chilling. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think, I circling back to Dragon Quest, I will say the one thing that I was sort of iffy about when Eleven was coming out, and I think they they nailed it, is I didn't know how they were going to translate Toriyama's art to sort of a modern age uh, console. I was kind of afraid they try to HDify it too much, but from what I've seen, at least of the locations and like the monster designs and stuff, it looks gorgeous. I was yeah, like, the the style's definitely still there, which is really really nice. Yeah, which especially as as like a first um, JRPG in your case, like mm. like if I had played a Dragon Quest game when I was young, like absolutely would have made like an indelible impression on me. Like those designs are iconic, and yeah. they're very much like approachable. Like they're very distinct in that you can always tell you know what these monsters are. Yeah. Um, but they're just like they're just fun, and they're yeah. not you know they're not meant to be scary like other jrpgs for the most part but it's just like such an engaging and like vibrant world that i'm glad they were able to bring that to like the ps4 without sort of making it you know hyper realistic or anything like that yeah yeah it and and it like you know everything's these days is trying to be like so like gritty and dark and uh you know exciting and like dragon quest to me is as I said earlier, it's just like a warm hug. It's like it's like this lovely, friendly world, and everyone's happy and charming and beautiful. And yeah, I, I, it's it's a real nice escape. I really I really do enjoy it. So yeah, nice. Um, I think that might be like the best sales pitch for the game. <laughs> yeah, right? it's, a hug. it's like it's bright, it's colorful, it's fun. I don't know, man. That's kind of what I want out of my out of my games these days. Yeah. But you know, that's just me. Yeah, and yeah, like to be honest. Um, I really do want to play Dragon Quest XI. Like, I mean, I really enjoyed the demo uh, that I played a couple of months ago. And But the only problem is that, like, right now, you know, like, the fall season or the holiday season is always, like, really stacked with games. And, yeah. I mean, okay, so soon we will, you know, talk about Yakuza Kiwami 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, like, just yesterday, um, like, the new Xenoblade 2 expansion came out Ooh, um, i forgot so, about that i'm excited for that. yeah so but yeah the physical release uh, uh release is coming out um next week's friday but digitally it's out now but yeah it's a bit like 
like uh, like I know that like Dragon Quest 11 like I know it's gonna be amazing but it's such a time sink so I, I'm a bit like well, like when do I have to like find time to play it because I know it's gonna you know be a hundred hour long game yeah, yeah. but yeah I definitely want to play it I sympathize uh, and strongly disagree. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think uh, this is a good place to take a small break, and then we'll be back with what Paul's playing, and obviously some Yakuza goodness. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so I think last we left off, uh, we had just finished some Dragon Quest Eleven discussion. So, Paul, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Well, for for listeners who don't know, usually we start recording at, uh, at 6 a.m. Pacific time. For me, everybody else, you know, it's a little bit later in the day. So sometimes, you know, my brain is still a little bit groggy. And even more so now... Because last night I could not stop playing Dead Cells. <laughs> and I was up like way too late playing it. So when my alarm went off this morning, I set off two alarms actually, or I, I set up two alarms because if the first one doesn't take, mm-hmm. you know, often I'll just kind of turn it off and go back to sleep without really realizing what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this was definitely a two alarm morning. The first one I was just like, go away. And then the <laughs> second one I'm like, oh, wait, I have stuff to do. Um, but yeah, man, Dead Cells, I've been playing it on the Switch, and like, god damn, man, that game is everything I want in like a 2D side-scrolling action game. Yeah. Everything I want. I personally love roguelike games, because there's a little bit of, um, there's some tension when you die, uh, because you kind of lose everything. Yeah. But Dead Cells does this in a less cruel way. They, you die and you lose all your weapons, you lose all the stuff you gain. So, if you're having a particularly good run with particularly good weapons, there's no guarantee you'll, that you'll be able to get those weapons on your next run. Mm-hmm. But, with, but with that said, you do kind of still keep a few things and those things accumulate as you play more and more games. Okay. So, you know, it really, it really introduces this kind of addictive element where you're, slowly 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 building up your character with each playthrough and each playthrough you're kind of getting a little bit further you're getting a little bit better um yeah i can't i can't say enough good stuff about this game like i can't wait for us to finish recording so i can go fucking play dead cells (laughs) is it uh is it procedurally generated or is it like the same level structure each time through it's procedurally generated, which again, to me, this is appealing, right? Yeah. Um, I like I like not knowing, and I like the the challenge of not being able to just kind of blindfold my way through a level that I know all very well. So it, it really it keeps it very interesting, you know, every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'm just crazy, but I kind of like that aspect only because 
I think that it would get very stale very quickly if every time you died, you have to go through these same exact levels. I think that's why these roguelikes have to be procedurally generated, because I think, personally, since I'm not a skilled video gamer, I think that has been well established. If I had to go (laughs) through the same level, like, more than maybe six or seven times with the same enemies in the same places, I'd probably put the game down immediately. Um, so the fact that they mix it up in every single aspect, uh, is just sort of that hits that dopamine center where it's like one more, one more run, one more chance. Who knows what I'm going to get this time? You know, if I put it down now, maybe this will be the run where I get, you know, the, the best loadout I've ever gotten or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they know exactly what they're doing in that regard. They, they definitely set it up in a way that you'd want to do one more run over and over and over much like I did last night. And and the whole thing is so painless, right? Like, even when you die, yeah, yeah, it sucks, whatever. But the game itself is such a pleasure to play. Like, the controls are so tight. Like, the, the jumping, the dodging, the attacking. There's so many different ways you can attack enemies. Um, it's almost borderline puzzle-like. Um because you you know you have one particular enemy and you have all these different kinds of weapons you can get and it's kind of a matter of figuring out what the what uh, what the best weapon is for particular enemies and um it does something now that i think every like any action game they have to have some kind of dodge button these days like if your action game doesn't have a dodge button like you're just you're just missing out right yeah. like Part of the pleasure of Dead Cells is that you're attacking an enemy and then he's about to attack you. And if you time that dodge right and then you start attacking him from behind, it's just wildly satisfying. Yeah. Like it makes you feel like you're actually good at the game. Conversely, <laughs> if you fail at dodging and you eat shit, then you feel like an idiot, yeah. right? But it definitely rewards practice and skill. It's man it is it's really exceeded i was excited for it just from gameplay footage and so on and it's one of the few games that's actually like exceeded expectations my wife came home i was lying on the couch yesterday playing it on the switch and i was like and my wife does not give a shit about video games at all right (laughs) um but i'm just like i'm just playing it and i didn't get up and greet her i didn't (laughs) i didn't (laughs) i didn't lift a finger to make dinner I was just sitting there with a big smile on my face like this. And I was like, we're just repeating. This game's really good. This game's really good because it is. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry, go on. Are you about to say No, that? I was I was just going to ask, you know, I, I haven't really seen much footage of this game. Um, I know I understand the concept and I, I know that it's been well executed in this case because I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Um would you recommend I, I'm not a huge fan of roguelikes just in general because that level of of sort of rinse and repeat and frustration is has not sat well with me before. Do you think this is like beginner friendly enough where people who don't usually play can get into it? Or is this something that you probably need to like roguelikes to enjoy? Ah, uh, man. See, if I'm being honest, you probably have to like roguelikes to enjoy okay. it. But at the same time, right, like, it's, okay, look, it's not an easy game, and if you're turned off by roguelikes, yeah, maybe it's not for you, Mm. but at the same time, like, 
I cannot express to you how silky smooth the controls are. <laughs> like, they are... No, I'm serious. They are perfect. And the way the character animates in time with your button presses is... It's so fluid. It looks so good. There is nothing that happens in this game that is not my fault. Okay. Right? Like, if I jump and miss a ledge, it's my fault. If I attack an enemy and miss... It's my fault. Yeah. There's never a point in the game where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this game. These controls are loose <laughs> and so on, yeah. right? No, it's like, it is, it's so smooth. It's such a pleasure to control. So even if, I mean, like, even if you are not a fan of roguelikes, I would probably recommend it just because it is so smooth. Gotcha. And I mean, yeah. that that is definitely a positive um, to know that, you know, it, the controls are not the reason you lost, but also I, my favorite thing to do is blame other things for my own shortcomings. Um, so <laughs> the fact that this game would not let me do that, I think, is a is a con in my book. <laughs> well, I don't know what else I can say to sell you this game, uh, dude. <laughs> awesome. Um, um, anything else yeah, that you've been and, playing recently, Paul? Yeah. In addition to dead cells, I mean. I feel bad because we're going to be like getting into the topic for, you know, yet another 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, but I, I started playing I started playing Yakuza Kiwami uh, last oh, week. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like 10 hours in and I'm 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 both happy that I'm finally joining in on the Yakuza bandwagon and also kind of like kicking myself because oh i really should have been playing this game many years ago it's <laughs> by the way like, like why why did you start with Givami and not with zero because that's what everybody recommended right no, like no not, come on no no I, like you should listen to me like don't listen to no, these other no. motherfuckers I, like, I, yeah, start I, with zero. <laughs> like yesterday i actually like did a live stream and i had like i don't know like a 30 minute long monologue about like why you should start with yakuza zero i okay i i, I don't disagree yeah. but i the reasons that i heard okay i said i don't disagree but actually i do so the the reasons that i heard for starting with kiwami i thought were good a the game itself isn't as good as zero yes. so if you go if you go from zero to kiwami kiwami's a little bit of a letdown yes and yeah i mean i agree yeah, absolutely yeah and when you play zero there's a lot of inside jokes and a lot of stuff that if you've played the other yakuza games it'll be you'll appreciate it even more so th- those were the reasons I started off with Kiwami. I, I still stand by it. Like, I know Zero objectively is the better game. And, you know, if I wanted the, the best Yakuza experience, I should have started with that. But I don't know. Kiwami, dude, I'm like 10 hours in on it. And I have no regrets. Yeah. I, like, mean- I, I would have to say, like, um, okay, so uh, Yakuza Zero, like, like to me, that's the best starting point for a couple of reasons. Because... Okay, so first of all, uh, if you're interested in this series, I would say like play Kiwami, uh, not Kiwami, but like Yakuza Zero, because like if if you don't like that game, then there's no way you will get into the you know the Yakuza franchise. Um, but also it sets up like so many different things in like future Yakuza games. Not like okay, so. I'm not saying that, it, you know, it's going to set up, like, the future Yakuza games from, like, now. Um, but it has, like, so many references to, like, Yakuza... Like, 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 let's say, Kiwami 1, 2, 
and Yakuza 6 and kind of feel like these the first four uh PS4 games like they kinda um it's like one like the most important thing like would be like to play those four games and then you can kind of wait on like Yakuza 3 4 and 5 to, you know to show up on the PS4 um yeah but yeah I I definitely agree that there's a big difference when it comes to the level of like the gameplay, because uh, yeah, like Yakuza Zero is basically like the pinnacle of the old engine. Like before they moved on to the Tracker engine, which mm-hmm. we have now, you know, which they have now used in Yakuza Six and Kiwami Two. So like, there's so much content, so many different fighting styles. It's just it's kind of like that old engine. Just take like they just took it to the you know as far as they can. But then you go to Kiwami 1, which is a, you know, a remake of a 2006 PS2 game. And, okay, so I would say story-wise, it makes sense to play Yakuza 0 first, because it kind of sets up, like, like to be honest, like the final boss or the, you know, the antagonist of um, Yakuza Kiwami, like it's gonna, f- it's gonna be like so more, so much more like powerful and emotional, yeah. like the whole experience after you have played Yakuza Zero, like uh, compared yeah. to like if you just play Kiwami. I agree. So, if, if, yeah. If, if story wise, it's definitely better to start with Zero, just because it'll it'll give you context for a lot of the stuff that happens going forward, but. Starting with zero is a gamble because if you go from zero to Kiwami one, there is definitely a drop in terms of the amount of, of stuff you can do and the way the game plays, um, is much improved in Yakuza zero. Um, so if you, if you play Kiwami first and play zero afterwards, I think Kiwami has enough in it to get you interested in Yakuza and then zero will sort of solidify all the stuff that Kiwami's done right. Um, yeah, I think there's there's pros and cons either way. Yeah. I I don't necessarily think there's a right answer, um, but yeah, like that's that's pretty much my reasoning behind yeah. you know starting Kiwami. And I'm not even really going to get into the game itself because we've 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 gone over that yeah. already. Um, what I will do is flashback to a few episodes ago, Arnie, where you said you had played every single thing except for Mahjong. Oh yes. And obviously, and because Mahjong is impossible to understand. Yep. So obviously, like when I hear that, I'm like, I got to play Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> and are you like a savant? So, are you like a child prodigy of Mahjong? <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. So it Mahjong's so weird, dude. Like, I can't believe I'm going to talk about Mahjong here. But like, it's it's this game where whenever I'm successful... Which I often am because I mean I do understand the rules yeah. at, at the most basic level, but nonetheless, whenever I'm successful, it just feels like an accident. Yeah, right. Like you never know why you yeah. like, why you did that thing. Paul Sensei, please teach me how to play Mahjong because yeah, I still I'm gonna, don't know. after all these like Yakuza games, I still don't know. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll set up a tutorial class on Instagram Live <laughs> and uh, and we can all follow along. But like the other the other reason it was appealing is because it's a it's a tile game mm-hmm. and like the only other tile game I've played, which I'm sure many of us have played is dominoes. Yes. Right. And part of the appeal of dominoes. So like back when I was living in Toronto, I used to play dominoes a lot with my, with my two roommates there. And part of the appeal of dominoes is when you get that winning domino and you smack it on the table yep. 
and it makes and it makes that really satisfying clicking sound, right? You just like you've won, you've just smacked it right down. And uh, I thought Mahjong might be like that. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's really. It's really very polite. You have you have these tiles, and they make no noise whatsoever. It's nice. It's a nice felt table for you. It's very soft. Ah. Oh. Dude, it was such a such a letdown. Like I thought, I thought that when Kiryu like gets a winning tile or something, he would just like fucking windmill it yeah. right onto the table, <laughs> just flip the whole and, goddamn thing over. Like, yeah, just like smack it, smash it onto. The, much like the manner in which we want our listeners to subscribe, we want them to, to smash, smash that subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's as how I thought. As possible. <laughs> yeah, that's how I thought he was gonna play mahjong. But uh, no, sadly, that's not how it works. So I spent like an hour with it and uh, and then kind of like questioned how I spend my time in general in life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I think maybe I'm I'm I think maybe I'm done with Mahjong and Yakuza. The other weird thing about it, again, can't believe I'm going on about Mahjong like this. <laughs> Mahjong on in Yakuza Kiwami easily the most ridiculous use of my projector screen. Because, <laughs> like, for for those of you who don't know, like, I game on a projector. The screen is huge. It's 108 inches. And so I'm sitting there in the game room, and I've got 108 inches of Mahjong in front of me. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, Paul, this is so- Paul, like, seriously, like, I challenge you to, you know, make an Instagram post about that. I was just about to say... I was just about to say you should like make a post like one of your game room pictures and it's like game room vibes and it's just a giant screen of like Yakuza Mahjong and see if anybody comments on it. <laughs> That's going to have to happen now. Yeah, I for whatever reason, I didn't even think about that at the time, but my save game right now is in the Mahjong parlor. Oh, I could Lord. probably whip up that picture in like 10 minutes. <laughs> That's easily gonna be a million likes. <laughs> but since, but since we already started talking about it, I can't, I can't hold Masa back uh, any longer. Masa, why don't you tell us about Yakuza Kiwami too? Okay, so first of all, <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> That's like actually like yeah. Let's just end it here. Game of the year. That's all you have to know. Like go buy the game. You know, enjoy it, love it. You know, game of the year. <laughs> Right. Okay, so, you're okay, so yeah, you probably want to know a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like what I said earlier about Yakuza Zero. Yakuza Zero also kind of sets up um, Kiwami 2. But yeah, Kiwami 2, like a lot of Yakuza fans, uh, when it comes to the story of the game, it's usually like mentioned as the, as having, like that, like Yakuza 2 has always been famous for you know like having the best story out of all Yakuza games mm. and okay so mm, I'm not sure if it's the best one but it's definitely up there it's one of the best okay so uh, the ending okay so yeah like if you have played Yakuza games <laughs> yeah I mean you know the like, like that all these games have like very ridiculous plot twists I mean Yakuza is my favorite Japanese soap opera of all time <laughs> yeah exactly and but and that's like one of one of these things like one of the best like um like comparisons that I saw like some people were talking about like let's say like Kiwami 2 versus Yakuza 6 and Yakuza 6 is more movie-like kind of mm-hmm. but then Yakuza like Kiwami 2 like that's that's definitely a soap opera game <laughs> and it has like some of the most ridiculous plot twists that I've ever seen in like any video game and 
Like I remember, like I mean, I I beat the game um, a few days ago, and when I got to the ending, I was a bit like, yeah, like I mean, I saw all these things coming. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing special, and then all of a sudden, boom! Like what the fuck? Like wait, <laughs> what? Like this doesn't make any sense. Like what is going on? Uh, but that being said, um, it's an amazing game. Um, it uses the Dragon Engine much like um, Yakuza 6, uh, except that it's been polished uh, a bit further. Um, like, I feel like the combat feels a bit better, and it's been like one big thing as compared to Yakuza um, 6 is that you can, like, finally you can, like, carry weapons again. Okay. Like, in Yakuza 6, you could, you know, you can pick up a, you know, bicycle <laughs> off the street and, you know, use it as a weapon, but here you can actually, like, yeah, I mean, you have your own weapons that you can use. Um, and also, graphically, uh, kind of feel like it looks a little bit better. Um, there's a lot less, like, screen tearing, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kamurocho, it, Kamurocho and Sotenbori, the two cities featured in the game, they'll both look amazing. Um, there's lots of, like, really great side quests. Uh, and it's definitely a step, a step up from, like, okay, so yeah, for example, Paul has been playing Kiwami 1, uh, and to be honest, like, that game, like, the side quests, a lot of them are just, like, go from point A to point B, uh, you know, beat up a bunch of motherfuckers, and that's it. Uh, but in Kiwami 2, there's way more, like, the the wacky kind of side quest that the series is known for nowadays. Yeah. Uh, for example, like, one... Like, I don't want to spoil any of these, but, like, this one was actually shown in the trailers... Um, but there's like one, like one side quest where you, you know, you're just like walking down the street. All of a sudden, like a bunch of like Yakuza thugs, like they stop you and then they're like, yo, what the fuck is up? And then like, yeah, we will, you know, like <laughs> kick your fucking ass, motherfucker. And then it's like, well, okay. So yeah, let, let's fight. And then, you, you know, you beat them up. And then all of a sudden, like this Yakuza boss comes up to you and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like these are just like, you know, Yakuza noobs. So they, they don't really know, like, they, they have no manners and stuff, but let me repay you, like, come to my club and I'm, you know, I'm gonna show you a good time. And there's like, okay, so yeah, let's go. And all of a sudden there's like a, uh, kind of a, like a nurse-like character. And she's like, yeah, like, do you wanna change into like something more comfortable? Like, you know, like, maybe you wanna wear diapers or something? And that's oh what. Oh my god. And that, that's where it's, it's a bit like, Wait, what? Diapers? Like, what is going on? Like, yeah, maybe I should get the I hell have, out of I here. I've seen this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, it's, I mean, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, I saw a picture of that. I know what you're talking yeah. about. That's yeah, it's that's like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, like the I think you know, like the nerd, like you gotta get into a scuffle, and then you know, like the walls come breaking down and stuff, and then all of a sudden you have the same Yakuza boss with his homies, and they are playing. Infants, basically. And it's like, wait, what the fuck is this shit? Just like, fighting a like, bunch of okay. adult men in diapers, even, basically. Yeah, I have, exactly I have like, a question. I also have, I have a, a question, question, but you go first. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fight okay. these guys, obviously. Luke, yeah. your question first. Okay, cool. Um, Massa, have you played, like, did you play the original Yakuza 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 2? Um, I have I actually played them both a little bit, but like I have not like 
finish them. So yeah. I, I guess my question was like, how similar are the remakes? Have they added like story, or are they pretty spot on with the? Um. Okay. So when it comes to like, let's say they have added uh, more side quests, and they have taken like some um side quests out. Um. Yeah. Especially like the ones that are like, let's say like. The world is very different in 2017 or 18 yeah. than as compared to like, you know, 2006 and 2007. Uh, but like story wise, like the cutscenes are actually the same, which is like, this is one thing. Uh, if you go from Yakuza 6 to Kiwami 2, uh, Kiwami 2 kind of feels like a budget release compared to Yakuza 6 yeah. because Yakuza 6 I mean, it's the first, you know, game on the new engine. Um, everything is fully, fully voiced, um, all the side stories and stuff. Yeah. But in Kiwami 2, it's, um, like basically only the most important, um, like story scenes are voiced. And also this, this, uh, story scenes, um, they, they look a bit weird because they actually, they took a lot of those cutscenes from the PS2 games. Um, so they look a bit rough, except that, like, they have the new character models, but, like, the backgrounds from the, like, the original game. So it's a bit of a weird mix. Um, obviously, like, it's higher resolution, so it doesn't look completely out of place, but, yeah, it definitely feels a bit more like a budget release compared to Yakuza 6. Gotcha. Cool. Interesting. And, uh, and my question, I think you, I think I heard you answer it. You do fight the diaper people right <laughs> yeah you do yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah. like if that's if that's not a ringing endorsement for this game i don't know what is <laughs> like honestly like like i'm not surprised that they you know included that in the trailers yeah um to add to to luke's question also i don't know about yakuza 2 but i do know yakuza 1 on ps2 was english dubbed Ah, um, so there's no. I don't. I don't believe there is yeah, a Japanese. Yeah, even had Mark Hamill. Yeah, as as Majima. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe there's a Japanese voice option for that game. Correct? It's only in English. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I would highly recommend Luke, uh, you to look up uh cutscenes from that game because the dubbing is, it's terribly, <laughs> terribly elegant. It's amazing. I've got one of I've got one of the PlayStation Two ones. I don't know if it's one or two though in the collection. Oh, okay. I sh- if it's one, I'll have to boot it up and uh, yeah. A spin. I think it's, it sounds like it's a, there's definitely some choice scenes um, in that <laughs> game, like dubbed in English, that are just perfection of like oh, terrible I dubbing. It. I love a good. I think bad it's more dub. so the script writing because they had like decent voice actors, but the script writing for it was ah. Uh, just, just. Yeah, I mean, they had some like legend big names. Like, I think they had like Michael Madsen, yeah. um, Mark Hamill, and like some other big names too. Oh, and wow. oh, yeah, okay. it's like it's kind of exceptional, especially like for a you know, like they didn't have like famous voice actors, but they had like famous actors. Yeah, so, yeah. But I gotta say, in retrospect, it's quite fitting that Mark Hamill would you know was Machima. Especially, like, since, you know, like, after that, he would, you know, go on to voice uh, the Joker in, like, the Arkham games. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Makes sense, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So, I guess that just leaves me. Um, I've also been playing Yakuza 0, but I think that we've touched on that one enough. (laughs) Um, 
And, and I <laughs> no, love it. No, we haven't. Come I on, call on. Like, we the, still have time left. Because <laughs> the one thing I will say um, about Yakuza is that it's one of the few game series where whenever a new game comes out or they remake uh, one of the old ones or anything, I'm hoping that they don't change that much. Because it's such a... It's so... It's so its own thing that if they started messing with it too much, I feel like it would lose some of that charm. So I'm always like, just add more stuff, but keep the the core of it the, the exact same. I mm. don't care. But aside from Yakuza, uh, the only other thing I've really been playing is Alien Infestation on the Nintendo DS. Um, I've been playing a lot of like 3DS and DS games lately, probably because I don't own a Switch, so it's the easiest way to play video games and watch TV at the same time. There's so many gems in that <laughs> library though. Like there between really the are. DS and 3DS, there's so many good games. I still play yeah. my 3DS over the Switch when I'm doing Well, especially old. especially the fact that the 3DS is backwards compatible, mm. it just like it just gives you such a library of insane stuff to play. Yeah, there's like 50 um, million yeah. Dragon Quests and I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have, I actually, that's how I started playing Dragon Quest was on the DS. I think nice. a 9 was the first one I played. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. And I've played, you know, 4, 5, and 6. Um, I haven't gotten the 3DS ones yet, but Alien Infestation has been my newest, like, DS game du jour. Mm. Um and i've been really enjoying it it was weird uh we were talking a little bit about the way the mechanics work it's basically like you have a team of four marines starting off and there's permadeath so if anybody on your squad dies um you just move on to the next character and at first this was like kind of heartbreaking for me because fire emblem has like conditioned me to reset my game every time like one of my characters dies Mm -hmm. because i just can't handle that sort of emotional impact um on my psyche uh but this game is like it's just hard because um you know the way they designed it is like you're supposed to like people are supposed to die you're not supposed to like sort of walk through this whole game without losing anybody the aliens are hard as hell to hit um they are strong um and you get like weapon upgrades and stuff that makes it a little bit easier to handle them but they show up everywhere and like sometimes unexpectedly um but so what ends up happening is you have a a, you have four slots on your roster and whenever you lose a marine you have an open slot so if you find other marines across the different levels they will join you but they will only join you if you have an open slot so i like that dynamic of Losing characters is a bummer because you miss out on that character sort of, uh, you know, what they bring to your team and also their unique dialogue and stuff. But you also get the ability to pick up new team members that maybe you like better um, or you wouldn't have been able to interact with otherwise. Um, aside from that, it's a fairly short game. I think I've only I've actually only put like maybe three, four hours into it and I'm like 85 percent of the way done with it um oh how appealing but yeah so it's it's fairly short but it is difficult um especially the boss battles like i've lost like two or three marines in a single boss fight multiple times um so i think it does encourage like multiple playthroughs um and there are different like mini games you can unlock and stuff like that so it's definitely not like something you're gonna sink a ton of time into but it's a very good like pick up and play sort of experience um very well crafted i think i don't want to get this wrong but i think it's level five i think it's oh no it's way forward it's way forward that's 
Okay, yeah, forward. good. I'm like, level five. Yeah, no, it's it's a way forward developed, so solid presentation, graphics are great, like, it really works within the, the Alien universe. Like, it, if you like the movies, you'll probably like this game. It's got that that sort of feel to it. Um, but all around, I do have to backpedal here, though, and ask you one question. Yeah. What kind of game is it? It's basically, if I was to describe it as a run and gun, that would not be 100% accurate. And I think Metroidvania would be also not 100% accurate. You definitely like pick up upgrades along the way and you go back to different levels and there's like an exploratory um, aspect to it because the main hub is uh, this like freighter ship that you, as you progress, you unlock new abilities by getting items that'll let you open up new doors and access new areas um, yeah. to fight more aliens, obviously. Um, and different bosses. So it's probably a cross between like a Metroidvania and um, an action uh, sort of shooter game. Um, it's you control it's all sprite based. So it's not, you know, over the shoulder or anything like that. It's a side scrolling sort of angle. Um, but it's all it's all gun based. You only have guns. Um and you can only pick, you can't have multiple guns on you at the same time. So that's the other thing is it's a lot of like item management and going back and restocking on supplies and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, to make a very simple question, very convoluted and long, um, <laughs> Metroidvania with like some, some run and gun aspect to it. But yeah, oh, I would say like cool. one thing that should be mentioned that the game was, uh, it was developed by, uh, way forward. Yeah. Um, who are mostly known for, um, Shente and, uh, yeah, they've actually done a lot of, um, like movie and cartoon tie-ins. Yeah. Which honestly probably attributes the, the price of this game. I think complete, it's about $45 US. Um, unless you find it at GameStop, in which case it's like 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. Um, I, f- I found it cheap at my local game store um oh, and nice. yeah picked it up because i knew about the price but i haven't played it yet yeah it's it's definitely like it's not going to take up a whole lot of your time for sure um it is hard as hell though like i've had to look up multiple boss fights to figure out how to how to beat them because i'm i just don't like you're so especially the bosses when you're fighting like a queen alien or something like that that's like pretty much the size of the screen um and you're just like maybe <laughs> a third of her size. It gets a little. It gets a little crazy. Cool. I think I'm just gonna stick with my cutesy fun happy <laughs> dragon quest for now. <laughs> <laughs> hey Luke, here's a question. Yeah, what kind of? Because I I saw you post it the other day. Mm. What kind of game is Rocket Slime? Ooh, good question. Oh, um, I've heard so many good things about that game. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, what kind of game is it? It's it's. <sighs> It's kind of like, oh god, I got nothing. I don't know what to compare it <laughs> what, to because I can't. What's the I can't, game? I can't what, think what, what of do you do? Like, like it. From memory, you uh, have to uh, control some sort of ship or something, and um, so you run around within, like the inside of it, and uh, yeah, make sure it's all functioning correctly in battles. Oh. Interesting. That yeah. is not what I expected. Yeah, it's no, I mean either, not at it's all. Super. It's it's kind of quite unique in that regard, and it's it's not turn based or anything. It's not like all the other Dragon Quest games. Oh, 
Yeah. See, because, like, everybody I've ever, like, heard talk about this game raves about it. They're like, this is the one, like, the best Dragon Quest spinoff. Like, I love it. Like, nobody I've ever talked to has ever said a bad thing about it. But I have yeah. no idea what the game is like. <laughs> yeah. So, now that you've given me a description, it's kind of making me want to look into it more. Because um, recently I had just finished uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 2. Oh, cool. Um, How was it? Yeah, and so that was a nice little take on on the sort of battling monster mechanic. Yep. Um, which and I beautiful you know, graphics for the DS. Yes, it was. It was very like I don't know. It, it was. I really enjoyed it because, especially uh, in, at the end, it tells you where each monster, like which mainline Dragon Quest game each monster is from. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but it. I didn't expect the depth I got from it from a like a Dragon Quest spin-off game. And I think that's the thing is like some of these Dragon Quest spin-offs are so there's so much work like put into them yeah. that they sort of feel like mainline entries in the series. So Mon- like uh Monsters Joker is turn-based, right, from memory? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's kind of plays out a bit like Pokemon and that you can capture the monsters. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of like Pokemon sort of meets Persona, I guess, because there's fusions. So basically, gotcha. you breed them. I guess Monster Rancher is a better comparison gotcha. because you breed them, and then you can sort of like see the family tree of like the monster you've bred, yeah, and they inherit abilities from their parent monsters. Gotcha. I'm just looking at, I've just cheated uh, to refresh my memory. I'm looking at some gameplay for Rocket Slime. It's been like so many years, but I was close. You are, you're kind of on like the ship thing. Um, It was more like an army tank actually, Um, but you're running around the inside managing uh, inventory almost inside. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So you, you, on the top screen, there's like, your tank will be battling another tank. And then on the bottom screen um, is like your slime on the inside, running around the inside, uh, managing, you know, putting uh, ammunition into into cannons and, and stuff like that. So it's it's oh, so it's cool. kind yeah, of like this bizarre. live action man- management game. Yeah, it's 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 super fun and interesting. Yeah, it Give- sounds like um, what was that like computer indie game? Is it faster than light? Where you basically, you control a ship, yeah. but you're just inside the ship and you uh, control different aspects of it. Like, as you're in battle, you have to, like, fix stuff in real time and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That sounds... And let me tell you, Faster Than Light, fantastic. I, I downloaded the sequel, not the sequel, but I downloaded the developer's new game recently. I still haven't played it yet, though, but when I do, I'll probably talk about it here. <laughs> I, I loved Faster Than Light. Awesome. So I think that is as good a place as any to segue into one last break before we come back with some listener questions. So stay tuned, y'all. back all right so uh 
Now we're going to be moving on to listener questions. Uh, these are questions that we source from our lovely listeners who follow us on Instagram. So please be sure to look out for future posts asking for questions. Um, if you want your question right on the show, we've gotten a ton of questions because our listeners are fucking awesome. Um, so <laughs> we probably won't be able to go through all of them. We'll do our best. Um, but be rest assured that if we don't get to them today, we'll definitely get to them at a, at a future episode. Um, so let's see, let's start with, um, this question, uh, comes to us from oddly, uh, he says, developers and publishers are relying on nostalgia or the pull of a established IP. Um, besides loss of money, why will developers not take a risk on a brand new IP? Um, Paul. Well, I think the answer was actually in the question, right? Like it's, it's loss of money. Um, it, man, I think what what they should be doing, and I mean, look, I'm not in the industry, so I can't say for sure, but like when we were doing our, our episode, when we were talking about Final Fantasy VII yeah. and Square's kind of experimental 32-bit era, I don't know, that seems to me like the way to go. If you have a really successful IP and you've made a lot of money from it, take that money, reinvest it into trying to develop something new. That would, I mean, that seems to me to be the, the ideal way to go, although... You know, it is admittedly simplistic. Like, I think in reality, if you have something that makes a lot of money, probably, you know, a lot of that's going to your shareholders. Yeah, I think I think it's not necessarily the loss of money. I think it's the initial investment. I think making games nowadays, especially for bigger platforms, is just expensive, just in general. Um, especially if you're doing, you know, a tr- sort of AAA style, full-blown 3D experience. Um, on any of the three major systems is probably going to be a large capital investment. Whereas before, I think it was less expensive to make these games because you could make them with less people. Um, I mean, this is where indies thrive these days, though. Like, this is what indies are doing. They're filling that hole. So that's what I was going to say, too, Luke, is is I think the new IPs are indie games. I think the indie industry is where we're going to get this stuff from. And companies will invest in indie studios or indie games that they think have potential to be expanded upon absolutely and i mean not not to like you know go on and on about dead cells but (laughs) that's it's a no but it really is like it's a very good example there there is no i shouldn't say there's no other game like it because i don't know there's thousands Uh of games out there maybe there is something like dead cells but personally i haven't played something like dead cells i wouldn't you know it's just this kind of genre mashup that i haven't seen before and would I have gotten that from EA? Almost certainly not. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll also be on the shoulders of, of publishers. I think publishers wanting to take a risk on publishing some of these smaller games. Like, Sodesco does a lot of, uh, I know, smaller game publishing. Like, they just released Owlboy, um, which was a, a, uh, a big one for them. And that developer who'd been working on that game for like a decade, I think, or something like that. So publishers also being willing to take risks on smaller uh, indie games to release on, you know, consoles, um, I think will also be a a big factor in, you know, whether we see a lot of new IPs. Um, Obviously, now with digital games, you don't even need to have a publisher anymore. You can just release your game on your own and and see how far that takes you. Yeah, and every once in a while, you'll have a a Stardew Valley, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's just like one dude labor of love and or even better minecraft yeah lord the obscene amounts of money 
Oh, this one I thought was interesting. Um, and I wanted to get takes on it, especially since Luke was here. Uh, it says, if you were to get sucked into a video game world, which game would it be and why? <laughs> um, I'm probably a little biased right now. <laughs> <laughs> can I say Dragon Quest? Is that of cheating? Of course you can. You can <laughs> say whatever you want. <laughs> Someone else answer. I'll have a think. All I'll right. have a think. Uh, Masa, what about you? Okay, so actually, like, my girlfriend asked me this, like, very same question a while ago. Mm. And I was like, okay, so when it comes to game worlds, I'm a big fan of, like, when you, like, let's say, like, Yakuza and Persona, like, when you, like, take like take a real world location and then turn it to like game world like i'm a big fan of that but like like what would be the point of me like you know i can go to kapukicho anytime or you yeah. know tokyo or whatever it's like yeah yeah i mean it's the same but like, but then um um i think my favorite would actually be like uh, i tried thinking about like something a bit more uh, different and <laughs> wacky yeah but uh I think um, I'm uh, like I'm I'm you know in the bedroom and I'm actually surrounded by Pikachu plushies. <laughs> like there's literally <laughs> like three Pikachu plushies on my desk right now. I would have to say Pokemon. Like I th- I think Pokemon would be interesting in a way that it's fairly similar, you know, to like our world. Mm-hmm. But then you have like all this like really you know both like cute and you know dangerous or like really interesting like animal creatures so yeah i would have to go with pokemon yeah what about you paul uh there's gonna be no surprise here like for me it would be like the world of fantasy star okay and because you have all the fantastic magic stuff but you have all the technology stuff so it's like I get to cast spells and have a working toilet. <laughs> like this, like this was actually like my point that I wouldn't like. My girlfriend asked me like, "Well, like, like, wouldn't you wanna, you know, get transported into like high rule in Breath of the Wild?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, I love that game. I love the world." But, like, come on, like, I would get killed in, like, five minutes, See, so I want something more safe, like Pokemon. That's See, exactly what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking as well. You and I'm, me were on the yeah. same wavelength, Masa, because I was also going to say Pokemon. Because as much as I love, like, for example, say, Kamurocho and Yakuza, I don't want some crazy motherfucker, like, beating me over the head with a motorcycle. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. You know, and like, then you go to a hostess bar and, yeah. you know, spend, like, thousands of dollars there. Yeah. And, and you will be like, broke. Uh, and then, you know, you get out and then you get beat up and stuff. So yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe, like, somewhere like Inaba, like, in, in Persona 4 would be cool. Like, that'd be fun. Um, but then I was like, you know, unless I get thrown into a television and violently murdered by, like, demons. Um, That's less optimal. Yeah. yeah. So at least in Pokemon, I could, you know, live my uh, my lazy, like, life on my fucking Gyarados or whatever. And the worst thing that could happen to me is, like, Team Rocket could try to steal my shit. <laughs> um, okay, so I've thought about it. And again, I had the same <laughs> I had the same thought process that you guys had. I was like, okay, what are my favorite games? Oh no, they're dangerous worlds to live in. I was like, I'm not gonna live in Saints Row Three because I have yeah. beaten people to death with a giant purple uh you Dilt know. Up. Yeah. And I don't wanna be on that the receiving end of that. So um yeah. 
I'll th- I think I'll stick with Dragon Quest because I know there'll there'll always be a hero and his sidekicks to yeah. defeat evil. I can just kick back yeah. in my cute little village, but also Animal Crossing <laughs> because there's no bad in there. In oh, Animal Crossing's a good one. <laughs> oh <way>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see. All right. So this one is is a massa request. So I will I will read it because I'm also interested to know. It's okay. So this is a three part question essentially. It says. What's an anime you'd like to see turned into a game, a game you'd like to see turned into a movie, and a movie you'd like to see turned into an anime? Such a good, okay, so such a good question. I actually, yeah, I actually, um, okay, so I'm, I'm just going to answer like the first part. Um, and that, this is like something interesting because, I mean, I love video games, but I also really love anime. So, uh, like, I I chose, like, six different anime shows, and I even went as far as to, like, pick, like, the game style, and also, like, the develop- developer for oh these God. games. <laughs> yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I, like, I really got into this. Um, okay, so, first of all, we have ReZero, which is, like, one of the most talked about anime, you know, shows. Yeah. This past, like, few years, um, I think I would like to see... Bandai Namco making, you know, like a, like an adventure game out of it because they are really great at like, um, you know, making anime games. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one would be Darling in the Franks, which is, um, like the most, I would say it's the biggest anime of, um, like 2018. Um, and I would like to have, um, okay. So first of all, it would be directed by Yoko Taro. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, you got because, like the staff I mean, credits. <laughs> yeah, because like serious, like the, the like the plot or, and the story of that show is like really, really out there, and it's at times really fucked up. But it would have to be, you know, done by Platinum Games okay. because, yeah, I mean, uh, it's basically an you know mecha action, you know, anime. So I think Platinum would be the right one for that um, game, and then. Um, because I'm a big Yakuza fan, and also a couple of like older uh, favorite animes that I have, uh, Sam- Samurai Champloo and then Cowboy Bebop. Mm. I really would love to see like Sega's Ryoka Kotaku Studio, you know, make like kind of like Yakuza clones of those, kind of like they just did um, Feast of the North Star. I can get so, behind that. Yeah, because, like, those games, I kind of feel like they would be perfect. It's like Samurai Champloo, like, they have, like, all these, like, really wacky kind of, like, side things. Yeah. So I kind of feel like it would be perfect for them. And then um, I have one last one, and this will be the weirdest one. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Okay, so there's this, like, slice-of-life anime called Laidback Camp. Mm. And it's about, you know, high school girls about camping. Like, I mean, they just... You know, they go on these like camping trips <laughs> near Mount Fuji and so on. Okay. So I would like to see a collaboration between Nintendo using the Breath of the Wild engine and then Hideo Kojima as a, as the director, because I mean, obviously, like he's working on a, you know, walking slash camping simulator <laughs> called Death Stranding at the moment. So I think that would be perfect. Like, yeah, make a, you know, camping simulator out of that. All right. And what about a game that you'd like to see turned into a movie and a movie you'd like to see turned into an anime? Um, I'm going to let others, like, answer that (laughs) one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a game into a movie. I don't know, Luke, you got anything? No, but I was going to ask, doesn't Yakuza have a film already? Yeah, 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 there is a couple live action Um, ones. 
and it's actually like directed by Takeshi Miike. Ah, one of the like famous, oh, wow. one of the most famous like Japanese directors. I, do. I know his work. Uh, the man behind um, yeah. Django and It's the Killer. So mm. yeah. Wow, that actually that actually makes it more interesting now because you know game into movie ordinarily eh, not so great. Yeah, but uh, Takashi Miike, yeah, I can uh, I can get on board for that. I'll have to put that one on the list. Um, yeah, you know what, game into movie. Here's what I want. I want. Okay, so I've been playing a lot of Windjammers lately. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I want okay. is a movie that's that's in the aesthetic of the Top Gun volleyball scene. I was literally scene. about to say that. <laughs> Legit. But it's, but it's just Windjammers. And the whole movie is just like the tournament and eventually it gets to the end. And um, sort of like, ah, you know, sort of like in Bloodsport, right? <laughs> Where you have like... All the where you're kind of introduced briefly to all the major players, but there's like a couple that you know are going to meet in the end, and it's got that it's got that aesthetic. That's what I want. I want a Windjammers movie that's Top Gun Bloodsport. All right, I could get behind that. I would pay. I would pay money to watch that. Um, Luke, you've got any for any of these? No, uh, look, not real. Like I'm so skeptical. I'm so skeptical about um, games to movies. Yeah. Thing. So like I could be I could list off a bunch of my favorite franchises, but I know the movie adaptations are just not gonna be as good. But I hear Uncharted's in the works already. And Ooh. I mean those games are so like cinematic already. Um yeah. so I don't know if they could do it justice, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean I as far as game to movie, mm. I it it's hard because I, I love RPGs, but those would make Terrible, terrible movies, movies. yeah exactly if if like adapted straight up it'd have to be something like gears of war or something like that yeah. you know like something actually you know what grand theft auto vice city Ooh. i want that movie oh I want yeah that movie. but we already have scarface i know we already have scarface i don't care make it again <laughs> make it make it better this time. <laughs> I was uh, thinking, as far as briefly i was thinking um psychonauts have any of you played psychonauts Ooh, yeah wow yeah that'd, that'd be, be a, a cool one that'd be a crazy movie i'd love that yeah i think that'd be interesting though mm. um as far as movie turned into an anime old boy i think would be a legit good anime i don't oh, know if you hell, yeah. sign me up yeah that would be amazing yeah yeah, yeah. oh you know what else i'd like I'd like any Fast and Furious movie <laughs> as an anime. Oh, have you never seen Initial D? That's the point, basically, <laughs> that I'm trying to just make. 28, like, just get Dwayne The Rock Johnson to, like, speak Japanese for 30 minutes. That, Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going with it. I just, yeah, I want it to be like... See, the thing about Initial D, though, is that it's just confined that's to, true. you know, sort of, uh, quote-unquote, conventional racing. Yeah. Whereas if it was a Fast and Furious anime... You know, they'd be able to drive a car on like a bus through a skyscraper window, <laughs> and yeah, exactly right. Like they they can just do so many even more over the top things oh, um, that the series is kind of known for now. But anyway, have you guys have you guys seen the raid? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I haven't, but I've heard of it. That could make a cool. Oh, anime. that would be a great yeah. game. Interesting. Um. All right. So this one's. Uh, a little more personal. It says, uh, what was the first game that made you a passionate gamer? Uh, Paul, why don't you kick us off on this one? Well, I mean, I've already answered this question on the podcast before. It's Fantasy Star. Yeah. Um, 
it's sort of like it's sort of like Luke with with Dragon Quest Eight, right? Like, except that I'm, you know, several orders of magnitude <laughs> older than him. Um, <laughs> but like, Fantasy Star was the first RPG that I played, and it wasn't the first game, but like, it's the first game that I really fell in love mm-hmm. with. And once that one was done, it's like I'm hooked. I'm done. Like this is this is gonna be a hobby for life in all likelihood. Gotcha. What about you, Luke? Yeah. So uh, I mean, my my love for gaming started uh, on the 64. That was like the first console I remember playing. So um, Super Mario and uh, Zelda: Ocarina of Time were like. Oh yeah, it's solid sort of choices. Kick started for me, yeah, and so like I still <laughs> hold Zelda as like my favorite game of all time. It's just good, um, yeah. But yeah, and then as I mentioned, Dragon Quest sort of kicked off the love for JRPGs, and mm-hmm. it's sort of where I started um, collecting as well. Was after I after I played Dragon Quest, I was like, oh, there's more JRPGs in the world. <laughs> um, and that's when I start, and because obviously, like they're they're always tricky to find, especially on like the PS2 and stuff. Um, you know, like all the stores had like all the action games and the popular shooters and stuff, but JRPGs were always a pain in the butt to find. So yeah, for me, that's that's where my love for collecting also started. That like PS2 was my first collecting point. So yeah, so a, a sort of a mix of those three, I'd say. Yeah, uh, how about you, Masa? Um, like for me, the first game I ever, that I ever played was, um, the, the first Super Mario Brothers game. And I actually like, after that, I played a lot of like NES games, mm-hmm. but I would have to say the first game that like really made me fall in love with gaming would have to be a link to the past. Because I remember like that, that was the very first game, um, that was a bit bigger, like on the NES, a lot of these games were like fairly short. Um, and a lot of like really arcade, you know, like games, but, uh, but I got like really obsessed with A Link to the Past and kind of feel, I think that was like the very first video game ever that I actually, I played it, um, like I tried to complete like 100% and I actually, you know, used a guide at points. Like I don't really remember like guides being a big thing before that kind of. Because I mean, we did really get like most of the like the actual JRPGs here, uh, but yeah, I would have to say yeah, a link to the past and that. Um, and the funny thing, I actually borrowed the game from my friend um, over twenty years ago, and I still have the copy. So yeah, I'm really sorry, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> classic yeah. friend maneuver. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, for me, it was definitely uh, Legend of Dragoon on PS One initiated my love is probably either that or uh tony hawk's pro skater on ps1 those were the first two games that i really got like really into even though i started gaming on the super nintendo um and then persona 4 is really the one that re reignited that passion once uh it sort of fizzled out during high school um so that was a question by Danny Benaus. I, I actually remembered. I've, I've forgotten to read the names of people who asked us questions. Boo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think this might be a, a, a good one uh, to maybe end on, depending how much time we have left. But uh, Regional asks, uh, have you guys ever come to an understanding on the best RPG of all time? If so, which one? 
Um, and I don't think we've ever come to a consensus, but I'm very interested on hearing everybody's take on why it's Persona 4. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I want to hear Luke and his opinion on why Persona 4 is the best RPG. Ever. I have not played Persona 4. Oh, Lord. oh wait, my wait, God! Wait, wait, wait. What oh. the hell? Oh, wait, 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 wait. come on! Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> like you have like all wait. this time, you have people on my favorite Instagrammers, and that's wait. like, oh my God! Wait. Unfollow, unfollow, wait. unfollow! Wait Give the man a second. <laughs> um, I recently was like, I'm never gonna have the time to play Persona Four. I live yeah. a busy life these days. It's rare <laughs> I can sit down and play a JRPG. Um, Dragon oh, Quest being an exception. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like, but there's an anime adaptation. So I watched the anime for Persona 4. So I'm up to date with How the story, like I guess. Um, yeah. but I've never played the game. How did you, how did you like the anime? Uh, I enjoyed it. Immensely. It was just after I came back from Japan and I um, sort of had found this like weird love for anime as a genre um, mm. after experiencing, you know, like real life. I guess like Japan's so anime in real life. So yeah. <laughs> um, it was really cool to like come back and then watch Persona 4 and like see all the little details and like little Japanese quirks and stuff. Um, and yeah, so I, I really appreciated that as well as the crazy storyline and twists and turns. It was fun. I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Well, now that we've, cool. now that we've sort of bullied you into admitting that you haven't played <laughs> persona four. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you tell us what, what you actually think is the best JRPG of all time? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Cut it. We're, we're ready. That, that was it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> best answer. Yeah, I know that game. It's just the game. exasperated <laughs> screams of all JRPG fans. Game of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I I've got a lot that like I really love, but um, yeah. Can I say like, does Kingdom Hearts count? Yeah, as a JRPG, I would say so. No, you don't sorry, think so? sorry. I have to. I have to veto this one. Yeah, <laughs> you call it an action yeah. RPG. I sure we yeah. can call it that. But it is from Japan. We, it we, is need, a we need another game. one. Um, I, I never, I never said being on the show is going to be easy. <laughs> we need another one. <laughs> um, okay, I do like all the Tales of games. I think they're all wonderful. Um, okay. Probably, I mean, for me, Dragon Quest Eight, just because because it's got that nostalgia attachment. Yeah. For sure. Uh, that's yeah, that, dude. Nothing, nothing wrong with yeah. that answer. I'll, I'll take that one over King. Okay, that a, thank you. <laughs> that's that's a big part of of a lot of this stuff. So yeah, uh, Paul, why don't you tell me what what you think the best JRPG is? Well, I mean, it's like, look, we're all. I think we're all gonna agree that it's Persona Four <laughs> uh, minus minus Luke, and that's Sorry. okay. Um, but like, much like you, Arnie, Persona Four is the game that got me back into gaming, mm. right? Like. I was kind of out of it for a couple of years. I was training for my job and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I kind of just sat down one day and I'm like, oh, yeah, Persona 4. I remember hearing about this years ago. And, uh, you know, I played it for like an hour every day, more or less, you know, depending on what I was doing that day, yeah. sometimes two hours, sometimes zero. But uh, at the end of three months or four months or however long it took me, probably closer to six, if I'm being honest, um, I was like, wow, this was amazing. And uh, it didn't really impact my lifestyle very much to play games for an hour or two uh, each day. 
I didn't really feel like I was wasting my time. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is a great hobby. And if there are more games like Persona 4 out there, I think I'm going to enjoy it for a long time. Guys, can I change my answer? Sure. We play fast <laughs> and loose with the rules here. <laughs> uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay. Oh. Not a bad one. The, the, the first one. The first one. The second one was good okay. as well, but the first one... It to, like for me, it's the best storyline I've ever played through, and okay. um, the gameplay holds up. You know, it's it's good, it's fun, it's um, yeah, it's 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 classic, it's really good. Yeah. Did you did you play it on the Wii or the new 3DS port of it? I played it on the new 3DS. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I was like officially declaring the Wii the greatest JRPG machine of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Luke likes games. Uh, twenty eighteen. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Masa? What's what's the what's the top JRPG? Okay, so like to be honest, I'm a bit conflicted. Like, um, okay, so here's the thing. Like, Persona Four is actually the the game that got me into JRPGs, like really big time. And nowadays, it's might even be like overall my favorite genre. Um, and of course, it's the most iconic Persona game. Like, no questions. Like. Like the, you know, the story is amazing. The characters, like, like out of every, like, freaking video game cast ever, like, Persona 4, like, it has the best cast of characters ever. Like, the main bodies. Like, I, I love literally, like, every character in that game. Mm. Yeah. But then I have to say, when it comes to gameplay, um, gameplay-wise, Persona 5 is superior in, like, every possible way. Yeah. Uh, Maybe okay, so maybe not story wise. Uh, and the, like like I just said, like the characters in Persona Five, I mean they are great, but like you can't beat Persona Four. So, but you know, since I'm you know like Paul is you know holding a gun to my head, I'm just gonna say <laughs> Persona Four. So thank you, thank so, you. Yeah, I don't want like, to pull just it. I don't want to pull about, the trigger. Like, whatever I said about Persona Five, <laughs> even like gameplay, gameplay wise, like Persona Four is better. Yeah, and, and and here's the thing is is that I do agree with you that in terms of like combat mechanics and how all that is structured and general moment to moment gameplay, Persona Five is probably the better game. But the thing about Persona Four that you know just puts it head and shoulders above anything else for me is the fact that especially in an RPG, the combat was probably the least important thing for me. The fact that, you know, this was the first game where I legitimately was invested in in these characters is the first time that, you know, the setting sort of became uh, the setting of a game sort of became something that I, you know, looked forward to and also missed when I when I finally finished it. It sort of became, uh, you know, a very uh, integral part of 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 my you know, video game life in that every time I played it, it was always enjoyable. I always loved coming back to it. Um, and, you know, like for you, Luke, not having actually played the game, but seeing the anime, mm. I think Persona 4 is probably the best game that you could do that with. Because the only thing that you're really cutting out is is the combat and the dungeons and stuff like that, which is honestly probably the worst part of that entire game is like <laughs> the dungeon design and yeah. like... All yeah, that no stuff. doubt about it. Yeah. But you're still keeping, you know, while sort of truncated and, and compressed, you're still keeping the the character interactions and the story beats that are really what makes that game, like, 
so good. It's and- it's an RPG where combat almost doesn't even matter. And also no silent protagonist in the anime. I was going to say, <laughs> tying it back to what we were talking about earlier, they uh, gave him a voice in the anime. They sure did. Yep. They sure did. Um, and they gave him a name, actually, because he did not have a name um, uh. originally in the in the game. So they also named him. Uh. Which I'm really happy with, because like, when you're having a conversation with people and you're talking about who the character mm. is, it's always awkward when the character doesn't have a name. Yeah. Well, they also named him you. So, <laughs> which is so kind of a little bit, a little bit clever, I yeah, guess. So they kind of they they worked it out in their minds how they wanted to do all that. Um, yeah, but basically, you know, because I I haven't watched the entire anime because I always end up getting distracted with something else when I'm watching it. But uh, from what I can see, you know, it really is just the best parts of that game distilled into a sort of watchable form yeah. uh, for thirty minutes. Um, so, you know, if you ever do get the chance to play it, I would still highly recommend it. Um, but the experience I think is, is still there. Obviously it's a lot more impactful when you follow the characters around for a hundred plus hours as opposed to, you know, 26 episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But, but the, but the game, the game holds up. Um, so here's, here's a question for you, Luke. I haven't seen the anime. Do they have the cross-dressing pageant in the anime? Uh, yes. Oh, good, because that's like one of the best parts of the yes. game. I I, I laughed yeah, like out the an- loud. The when anime I was actually like it. includes all all the like the classic scenes and even like some of the like the social uh, social link scenes. Yeah. Uh, but there's also another version of anime um, released after uh, B for Gold, and it's like B for Gold in animation, mm-hmm. and that's a bit of a mess because uh, like it basically. Like I, re- I'm still hoping that they would release like a d- director's cut featuring like both anime because the first few episodes of the golden anime it's it, it's a mess because it's just like all these extra scenes. So it's like yeah. go- okay, golden- yeah, and and then like the ending is fine because when you finally get to the like the like the more meatier part of like Person for Golden, uh, where it like kind of like continues the story. Like, I mean, that's fine, but, like, the first few episodes are, yeah, just a mess. And Golden runs uh, (laughs) half the length as well. It's half the episodes. Yeah. So they've had to squeeze it into... Yeah, they really had to compress everything in there. Um, Will you be watching the Persona 5 animation as well, Luke? Uh, Probably. When when it comes around, um, uh, it's not out on home media here yet. I usually buy them on Blu-ray, so... Yeah. Yeah. I'm I actually to played see how that one compares. I played the first like twenty hours of Persona Five actually, so mm-hmm. I I've got sort of some grounds on you know what it's about. Um, yeah. so it'll be cool to yeah follow that story through. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have time for one more question, or should we wrap it up at this point? I think we're wrapping it up. All right. So, uh, just to wrap up, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, it means a ton to us and every time we we see the response we get to one of these episodes it just motivates us to keep doing it so keep doing what you're doing keep interacting with us keep you know liking subscribing on all our social media platforms leave us reviews on itunes and any other platform you listen to this on uh so just as we wrap up luke where can people find you and feel free to give some shout outs or plug anything you're working on right now (laughs) uh you can find me on instagram at Luke Likes Games, uh, same place on YouTube as well, youtube.com forward slash Luke Likes Games.
Awesome. Uh, what about you, Paul? Where can we find you? Instagram at Paul's underscore game room. Okay. Uh, and Masa? Uh, on Instagram, Masa Charvinen 9 Awesome. And you can find me uh, mostly on the Region Free Gamers uh, Instagram account. That's at Region Free Gamers, all one word. Uh, we also have a Twitter and a YouTube account that you can follow, both at Region Free Gamers. Um, and my personal Instagram account is at Welcome to the Game. That's the word welcome, number two, the game. Uh, yeah, and I think that was it. This was a good ass time, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. And thanks again, <laughs> Luke, for for uh, being gracious enough to join us for this sort of experimental discussion slash Q and A we had today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun because, like, usually I listen to the podcast, but this is like a live performance <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, oh, now you'll funny. get to listen to your own voice and hate it just as much as we do. Oh, I'm, we <laughs> I'm not listening to this one. <laughs> 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 Maybe we should do like a uh, Luke Free version of this episode. <laughs> just edit you out and send you the yeah. raw file. Only for, only for Luke. Please, awesome. thank you. Yes, please do. Uh, but once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. This is the Region Free Gamers podcast signing off. <laughs>